Welcome to another Nerds Amalgamated episode. I'm the DJ, and with me today, I have Buck. Hello. How's it going, Buck? I'm fabulous yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah. Feeling refreshed after a good week holiday. Okay. You weren't working on assignments and studying in that week like every other uni student? Well, if I was given the the topics for the assignments, then yeah, I could have. But But no, no, they didn't give us anything until today, so... I've got my stuff to work on today. That's good. But yeah, it's that was a fun-filled week. That's going to be a fun-filled week, I will say. That's good. Uh-huh. Although, before the holidays ended, I had fun watching Avengers, and that was great and eventful. That's the one where... That's, what is it, Endgame, is it? Yep. Okay. I can't believe Aquaman came through at the end to save everyone. <laughs> Well, I was actually just thinking, what all they needed was Batman. Well, just Justice League would have done it in half the time. I, I will say this, though. Something funny happened while I was at the cinema. So, Hang on, hang on, hang on. This is a family-friendly podcast. Uh, I, I, I will say uh, it, it, it's family-friendly. Trust me. Uh, what happened was, so me and a couple of mates, we were sitting in the cinema, and all of a sudden, halfway into the movie, all of a sudden, the cinema light starts blaring, and we were like, okay, is this part of the movie or something? Uh, and we were, we were confused, and all of a sudden, the fire alarm starts blaring. We were like, okay, is this a prank? And all, and unfortunately, all the people in the cinema had to get up and leave the cinema, and the fire bell was ringing outside madly. And we were Whoa. standing outside, we were wondering, what the hell happened? What's going on? And then it turns out someone... someone um, press the fire alarm and yeah, we had to wait for the fire truck to come in and turn off the fire alarm and yeah, that was a weird time. So did they pause the movie for you? Yeah, they luckily they paused it. I was thinking they were they, they would have said, nah, too late. <laughs> we'll give you your money back. That would have been very bad. So what was the funny thing? Someone that we had to that we had to get out of the cinema halfway into the movie. Did you okay. push the fire alarm? I was in the cinema. How can I be in two places at once? You could be lying to us. Uh, I, I, I have no words to comprehend that. Uh, anyways, the other, the um, I'm joined by my fellow co-host, the professor. I feel discriminated against. Each week, you ask Bucky to tell you tell you about his day first. No, he doesn't. <laughs> Okay, not each week, but each time he hosts. <laughs> no, um, jokes. well, once again, no, because I think last time he hosted, he actually introduced you first. I don't remember. I'm pretty sure it was you, but I'm not going to go back and check. Oh, what a show we have! Uh, we're not. We're not going to put a bet on it, like the <laughs> DJ does whenever he wants to get upset at me about something. No, because he still hasn't paid up. I know. I wouldn't have to. I don't know. If, wouldn't have to buy food for a week. The way things are going with DJ. <laughs> Anyways, uh, what a show we have for this week? We've got movies coming in May. Um, you see how he of... tried to brush that off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, bad sense of smell, predicting early death, and Christmas. Well, something's definitely gifts. smelly around here. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and Christmas soaring gifts. So. Um, I've got the topic for. I'm starting off with the movies that are coming in May, and since Endgame has been released, a lot of other 
big box office movies are coming up coming up in the month of may are they going to be actually enjoyable or is it going to be so bad that people are going to want to press the fire alarm as, on those as well <laughs> i don't know i don't know i don't know so and also for example did anyone wet their pants while they were in watching endgame because that was the biggest fear on the internet was how we're going to last for three hours no no that's no fear I, I lasted for three hours without going to the toilet at all. Mm. So anyway, so we've so the movies are coming up for May, inc- um, starting from next week onwards, include Detective Pikachu, uh, The Hustle, um, The Professor and the Madman, Tolkien. That's next week, mind you. And the following week, you have oh, actually two weeks from then, you also have John Wick Chapter Three Parabellum. That's uh, the one I'm, I'm looking forward to. Oh, yeah. Anyara. Limited release, by the way, for Anyara. Uh, and a couple of other movies. Oh, and Aladdin that comes out on 24th of May. This is the live-action Aladdin, by the way, guys. And With the, um, with the Smurf as the genie. Yeah. Uh, you also have Brightburn, which is evil Superman. Uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. And that's about it. Those are the big movies that are coming out for this month alone. Although, thankfully, Sonic is not in there. Has the A Dog's Journey really only just come out? I swear I saw that that was at cinemas when I went, like, a couple of months ago. Dog's Journey? Yeah, I'm just uh, questioning the quality of this list because it says A Dog's Journey comes out on May 17th. But I swear it was at cinemas, and Bucky can call me out for swearing all he wants, but I swear it was in cinemas two months ago. Are you thinking of another dog movie that's not The Dog's Journey? No, I, I don't think so. Because the only dog movie I can think of that came out a couple of months back, that was the oh, CGI animated one. Um, it's really? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think you may have seen an ad for it, um, Professor. Maybe. That or I've uh, slipped through another time warp. Could be that as well. <laughs> yeah, you, weren't, you weren't watching Lassie again, were you? No, I fall through time warps every now and then. It happened last night. I was lying in my bed and it was 11 p.m. And then it was suddenly 7 a.m. in the morning. And I was like, what happened? How did I get here? My last, um, the last dog movie I've seen was The Isle of Dogs. And that is a very beautiful movie. Very good. Very, very nicely made. And, um, I, I don't think you mentioned one I saw here scrolling. There's a movie about me called The Professor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you see, I was actually thinking it's actually both of you guys. It's just The Prof- Professor and The Madman. No, there's <laughs> actually one called The Professor as well. Oh, okay, because there's The Professor and The Madman. Yeah, but I'm not a madman. I'm a droid, remember? Yeah, but you are kind of insane and loony. <laughs> Anyways, which um, movies are you guys hyped for in that list? Well... Clara looks like it could be either way. It's uh, in a race to find intelligent life in the universe. So I'm like, cool, sci-fi. An astronomer and his true-thinking research assistant. Now that's leaning back towards a romantic movie. Make an inexplicable discovery that changes how they see the world and each other. And it's definitely going to just be a romantic movie that uses aliens as a framing device. Yeah, I'm still looking forward to John Wick 3. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm looking forward to not only John Wick, but also the new Godzilla movie. Yeah, that could be fun. Um, I thought you would have been looking forward to Aladdin. Oh, oh, oh yeah. You, you kept to- talking to us about it. Yeah, well, I kept talking about it because I want to see, I want to laugh at it. Uh, 
you're you're going to say because you want to see um, one particular person. Iago. <laughs> no. What is there a nude scene in this movie? <laughs> is that why he wants to see it? No. Oh, well, there's um, Will Smith running around covered in blue body paint. <laughs> and you know, you know how the DJ is about 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 muscly men without their clothes on. And he's somehow less ridiculous than the new Sonic movie. Um, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I think it's on about a par. We've got, we've got a we've got a range of time so we can all sit down and watch this movie and see how bad it goes. What Sonic or? Uh... Aladdin, a <laughs> both. Uh-huh. Although the- oh, Book Smart would be a good one for you to watch. Books. Book Smart. Okay. What do you guys reckon of... Um, There's one movie we've, we haven't mentioned much. Well, we only mentioned a little, but we didn't talk in detail. Tolkien, the one movie that I would love to watch as well. Mm-hmm. Why? Because it's Nicholas Holt and he's a good actor to watch. And plus it's The Life of Tolkien. Yeah, but I'm wondering like how realistic it is because I reckon most of this is just going to be just complete crap where some idiot city somewhere made up some fantasy. Yeah, are we talking like uh, We Will Rock You levels of realism or BBC documentary levels of realism? I was thinking more of um, what's that one with Tom Cruise where he's a rock star? We Will Rock You. No, it's not. We will rock you as Rami Malek as um. No, that's Bohemian Rhapsody. Is it okay? Yeah, we will rock you as Tom Cruise. But yeah, like that was a pretty crap movie. So I could actually see it sitting in around that area. Has Tom Cruise done anything worthwhile in the last few years? I can hear crickets in the distance. Well, besides Mission Impossible movies, nothing special. I'm still hearing crickets in the distance. The last one I heard of that was any good was um, Edge of Tomorrow. And that one wasn't even, like, uh, very popular. It's fairly unknown, apparently. Yeah, Edge of Tomorrow was actually based off a manga. Yeah. Um, The movie I was thinking about is actually Rock of Ages. Not We Will Rock You. Ah, okay. okay. I don't know what We Will Rock You is, apart from... A music about Queen. But some, apparently it doesn't have a movie form. Apparently it's um, some fantasy the DJ has about Tom Cruise. <laughs> you mean something that you drummed up and put the blame on and shifted the blame on me? No, I just said there was some movie about with Tom Cruise as a rock star. You're the one who came up with We Will Rock You. No, it was the professor that was saying there was, wasn't there a movie called We Will Rock You, and I said no, that's and had Remy Malik, and I said no, that's Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay, but I had the right idea. I was just off on the medium. We Will Rock You as a musical about Queen. Yeah. Anyways, um. <laughs> anyway, so you guys are not really hyped for that movie, even though it's Tolkien. I'm not a huge fan of these sorts of movies. Just because he got some idiot he comes up with um, some story about someone like Tolkien doesn't mean it's going to be any good. It's like I watched a documentary that was where they actually, when I looked at his time when he was in the trenches in World War One, and he wrote some of the book, wrote some of the notes and that for the books. Yeah. And they said that like he was writing these notes out and a lot of the inspiration was from his time in the trenches. So this movie's now saying, oh, no, it was his childhood experiences. 
So obviously no, they're not paying attention to the reality of all the information that's about Tolkien that's available for them. Hmm. Well, this month will be interesting in terms in terms of movies, and yeah, we'll see how we go from here. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Anyways, um, yeah, are we still planning on going to see Aniara if it's anywhere near us? I'm up for it. Yeah, I want to see Aladdin first, and then I was hoping we can all uh, see Aladdin, see, Aladdin first. He wants to see Will Smith without a shirt. I don't want to see him without a shirt. I just want to see how how how, uh, how goofy does he act, and will he be as faithful as Robin Williams? The answer to that is no, and you know it. Anyways, uh, Buck, you've got a topic about a um, bad sense of smell. I do. Um, well, I, I've got an article about a, a bad sense of smell being linked to predicting death. So um, research has shown that um, a bad sense in older adults is linked to a 50% likelihood of dying within the next 10 years, but they can't actually explain why. So it's also linked to the onset of Parkinson's disease and a few other issues. So this is research coming out of Michigan State University um, conducted by Hong Lee Chen. So, yeah, it's one of those things where if you stop to smell the roses and the rose smells like poo, you're probably actually not going to die because they usually grow them in horse poo. But um, if you smell a steak and it smells bad, you're either a vegan or you're going to die. I'm hearing crickets again. The DJ's gone quiet and so is the professor. Yeah, well, well I think just... the DJ's probably seeking out things that smell to make sure it's still working. I'm just worried about the whole the whole concept. The whole concept of dying early, like being predict when you're dying or something. No, as in poor smell, The as in the poor smells. <sighs> yeah. It's weird uh, that... Um, sorry. It's weird that the link is with uh, Parkinson's and dementia. Um, well, in the article, it only refers to Parkinson's. I'm actually looking at the um, some of the bits and pieces in the original article that appeared in the Annals of Internal Medicine. And, yeah, they had 2,289 adults aged between 71 and 82 years at baseline. Which you got to say, doesn't matter whether they've got a bad sense of smell or not, they're likely to be dying anyway within 10 years because your average age limit is 82 years these days. So, um, And let's face it, old people tend to fart a lot. Are you speaking from experience there, Bucky? I am. <laughs> I've spent a lot of time with old people and I have noticed that they tend to fart a lot. Yeah, we'll find you a nursing home soon. <laughs> Yeah, good on you, you young whippersnapper. What's interesting about this, um, I'm quoting from this article, it's saying, it's been thought that the worsening sense of smell may lessen a person's interest in food, leading to weight loss and worsening health. But the team found that weight loss, dementia, and Parkinson's disease together only explained around 30% of the higher mortality associated with a poor sense of smell. Wow, even loss of appetite. Well, smell is linked to appetite. Yeah. Right, if you if you try eating with a blocked nose, it all tastes the same mm-hmm. because so much of your sense of taste is actually your sense of smell. Which is the reason why if you have to eat something you don't like, they say block your nose and cover your eyes and then you won't taste it. Yeah, this will be – It reminds th- this whole study also reminds me of um, another study I saw a while back where they say a lack of um, – if there's no nose hairs, you're likely to get – 
you're higher you have a higher chance of getting cancer apparently wow that's probably more likely because of the fact that everyone's got nose hairs naturally so if you haven't got them you've likely removed them or there's something else going wrong because your nose hairs are part of your filtration for stopping dust and other things from going up your nose and into your lungs yeah is uh the dj suddenly uh re- reconsidering his life choices to purchase a nose hair trimmer no i'm actually reconsidering whether i should get health insurance <laughs> maybe funeral insurance would be better oh, he's not as old as you bucky yeah but i'm gonna live forever just to be a pain in the bum i want to be those pain in the neck mudgeons that's in a nursing home that makes life miserable for the rude people but all the all the nurses that are nice to me love me i can imagine bucky in the bus with, with um the bus going you give me a seat except i'm not going to sound like a lady <laughs> no but you, you sound you, you'll sound very cranky i sound cranky already what's the point uh but you reckon we'll if if, if, there's, if there was further research on this you reckon there will be a link eventually see a link or well there's i can't actually see that there's going to be a lack of further research it's and it's already fairly extensive so like you got almost 2300 people involved so um yeah the more research the more knowledge that comes from it so it'd be interesting to see the entire continuation of where it goes to this is it's what's interesting is this also this type of research also relates to neuropsychology um, neurosciences in terms of how diseases work in a sense well i wouldn't say diseases but yeah uh anyways um moving along uh Mm -hmm. professor you've got a story about crispr crispr techniques uh being used to store gifs or is it gifs don't start (laughs) (laughs) Or, or or is it gaffs (laughs) <laughs> I, I think we made the professor angry you're you're awful <laughs> make it stop <coughs> so uh harvard medical school have used crispr to put the uh famous clip of a galloping horse into a uh e coli cell using dna and it comes back with surprisingly good quality um reconstruction there's not many artifacts mm-hmm. and i wonder how long it'll be before the uh um before they use this to give me a bigger hard drive because i need one to give you a bigger heart did you say hard drive ah no uh crispr is a hugely important and i'm really excited to see where it goes I'm just wondering, if, wait, is this going to be a manner in which they're going to a new way of doing tattoos by manipulating the DNA? Like program your own body to grow the tattoo naturally. Yes. So, and we one application of which is, and I will, I will patent this and copyright it and make it so that it's part of the process of all politicians becoming enrolled as candidates for election. That across the top of their forehead in big, bold letters. And I want it in a 3D relief as well, so it actually stands out and glows. <laughs> Liar or wanker <laughs> or dildo, something like that. You know, something that stands out as on their forehead in big, bold letters that glows in the middle of the day and night that identifies them as a crap hat that needs to be avoided. 
So you, you see them coming down the street from a distance and you just go, that buck was a fantastic bloke for making that as part of the process. <laughs> we can avoid this guy. And the best part is it's not uh, any ethical problems because you're not like doing it to prisoners. Yeah, just make a requirement to do it if you want to be a politician. That's it. <laughs> and it's something's going to stay there with them for the rest of their life. So it doesn't matter whether they whether they think they're good or bad while they're in office. It's there for the rest of their life. So even in the nursing home, you'll see the, and they got, you want to make mess with their head, you can sit there and make it so they're, they're putting on their after shave. You swap it over so it's actually urine or something like that so they think they've got a bad sense of smell. <laughs> You've got this figure that, haven't you, Buck? I feel like he spent way too much time thinking about this. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Hey, this is only just an idea that's just coming to me. Give it time and I'll figure it out and make it work. But uh, on your tattoo idea, I was just thinking, um, I don't know how feasible it is with CRISPR, but I wonder if you could get changing tattoos that uh, change over time by wearing, I don't know, an armband that's CRISPR-enabled somehow. Um, what sort of an armband do you mean? Well, I'm not entirely sure how you are, how you actually perform CRISPR, and if you were doing like CRISPR tattoos, how you would uh, mark the tat- tattoo out. But if it was um like purely genetic, if you could wear an armband that secretes um like there's a technique they use for uh, I read an article years ago about vaccination patches that are like nicotine patches. Mm. So if you could have uh, an armband or a patch or something that secretes the chemical to trigger the CRISPR process and change your DNA to produce a new tattoo, that's probably even way more future tech than just making a um, a genetic tattoo. But yeah, um, I found for a reason. Hey, it's as an idea, and people are playing around with CRISPR and coming up with weird tattoos in the form of a gaff. For E. coli. <laughs> oh dear God! What have you done, Bucky? What have you done? <laughs> What's gonna be my take on this? Would be would be um imagine advertising through um CRISPR tattoos. Well, there's already people who do that for regular tattoos. And I was just saying about doing it for politicians yeah. as, a, as a public service announcement. <laughs> but imagine just think, like- you, it, it, hmm? See, one of the other benefits for a tattoo like that is a person goes for a job <laughs> and they walk in and it's got that. You can know that they've, they've applied to be elected as a politician. <laughs> so you know straight away that they're a liar and lazy and useless and pathetic, <sighs> still <laughs> candy from babies, all that sort of stuff that politicians do. Buck, you, you should go into that. Um, what's that other podcast? Other that's not canon podcast. Um, yeah, you should go into that new world order podcast and do your rant on politicians and how scummy they are. I feel like they've already covered that. <laughs> but um, I just looked up an article about. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. About CRISPR techniques, and apparently they can do it in the form of a gel or a cream. Okay. So you could put your cream one in the morning and then two or three days later, how long it takes to replace the, the skin, you'd have your tattoo. <laughs> Sorry, I just had a naughty thought about applying gels and creams. Family podcast. <laughs> no, I was just thinking about, um, we were talking about Will Smith. Uh-oh. <laughs> and he's, doing, he's, he's getting covered in blue body paint for doing Aladdin. <laughs> Swap out the crisper, uh, the body paint with crisper gel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Make it so he turns into a so he turns into a white guy for a, a week. <laughs> There's a movie I remember watching as a kid. Um, it's called Big Fat Liar or something. Mm-hmm. It's um, but uh, the main character wrote a screenplay that got stolen by some director and turned into a famous movie. And uh, to get revenge on the director who. He stalked him for a bit, then put blue dye in his pool and orange dye in his shampoo because he knew every morning the guy goes for a swim then has a shower. So he, uh, <laughs> he'd dye himself blue, then get in the shower and dye his hair orange and then have to go around looking like a clown. Hey, TJ, you're not the only person who does that. <laughs> oh, I don't know, Bucky. <sighs> but could you? Uh, I, I could see a lot of exp- a lot of um, advances to this technology. Besides, um, we were talk- what was it we were talking the other day about um, with CRISPR, the, la- the last episode? Well, they were talking about genetic editing. Yeah, yeah. This this type of tech, this type of biological technique is going to be very. In- it's very interesting in terms of the application, but it's controversial in nature. Hmm. Honestly, I-, I can I can see a lot of um, benefits for this, but. Like with the idea of what the um, professor was saying, you could use it as a way of smuggling information for spies because mm. you could get all the information and have it set with a computer that produces the gel and you just rub the cream on your arm or your chest or something like that and you get to the other end and it can all be copied off of you and so forth. So, yeah. Yeah, that's like, um, I think it was Caesar who um, shaved one of his soldiers' heads. And tattooed. tattooed yeah, tattooed yeah. a message and then waited for it to grow back. No, he, he wasn't the only one. There's just been a few reports of that being done throughout history. Yeah. Uh, okay, um, so moving so on. If you could, what uh, what would you change with CRISPR with your own self? Uh, you want to answer this, Buck, or...? No, I'm quite happy with how I am. You first, I'm, DJ. I'm so amazing. <laughs> um, my eyesight, actually. Not your hair. <laughs> or lack of. I know. I, I could use a hair transplant from either, either from either you two. I'm just waiting for one of you guys to uh, have a bad sense of smell. You're not getting my hair. <laughs> I'm going to go and write a will, and I'm going to make sure you don't get my hair. Um. My hair would look wrong on you because it's luxurious and sexy and wavy. <laughs> if we put that you... on you, it would just everyone would think you're wearing a wig. Yeah. Um, so yeah, my eyesight, my eyesight. Um, <laughs> okay. 
you, Buck? I already told you, I'm, I'm happy with how I am. I'm so amazing and fantastic. What about yourself, Professor? Um, my eyes and my ears and my knees and every other part of me not working right at the moment. <laughs> so you want to... And then t- I, well, I'm a bit of a tinkerer, so I'd probably go and then be like, what happens if I boost this 10%? And then I'd explode or something. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, moving along. So what games have you guys been playing? I've been playing Minecraft. The latest what? update came out the other day. Mm-hmm. Nice, it's, nice. Uh, the Village and Pillage update, which is an overhaul of the village system and adds in uh, hostile villagers who travel around and lay siege to existing villages. Okay. My nephew was actually telling me about this just the other day, and um, they also have scouts or something that come out that you can get rid of as well. Yeah, I haven't uh, done the siege uh, thing yet, but um, my understanding is that they're uh, enemy scouts, and... You can chase them off, but if you let them hang around or something, then they summon more and trigger the siege. Mm-hmm. And you can also you have you can give villagers that don't have a job a job. So you like if you've got one that's just hanging around and not doing anything, kind of like the DJ. You can build a farm or something like that and give them a job. Yeah, it's and, a, and a very a, nice feature. And there's a bell you can ring that sends everyone running into their house to hide. Yep. Yeah, it's a huge improvement on the previous uh, village defense mechanism where zombies would spawn inside the village even if you had it lit up to uh, prevent spawning and basically just eat everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about you, Buck? What have you been playing? Um, Assassin's Creed Unity. Uh, I've been playing uh, Mortal Kombat 11. Okay. Yeah, so I've just finished the story mode then. Yeah, good story. Story. So now I'm just fin- doing all the um, other challenges like the crypt and uh, the classic towers. Are you? You still think Ronda Rousey looks weird? Yes, actually, yes. <laughs> it's like it, it, it's like they some characters are wearing hijabs. Ronda, if you're listening to this, he's the short one. <laughs> the short, funny-looking one. Hiding the big, funny-looking one. No, we're not hiding. We'll we'll be pointing pointing you out quite clearly. <laughs> but yeah, but even yeah, but yeah. Besides the character designs, there's, there's also the other problem with it. It's the loot boxes as well, and yeah, it's very frustrating. Like you have to grind Ran, your way downloading through. in five, four, three. Hmm? Oh, you, it's just you. You started talking about loot boxes, so I was just saying rant downloading. Uh, yeah, the whole grind and loot boxes in in this game it's it's just annoying. <sighs> I I don't, I don't think any game company is gonna listen to the whole people saying loot boxes are bad <laughs> at this stage. Well, they're not listening to us to say don't keep making everything battle royale. Yeah, yeah, they don't listen to us, Bucky. That's why I've only got six hundred subscribers, <laughs> and the cats and dogs have overtaken us again. Ah, <laughs> uh, anyways, um, so on to our shout-outs. So we've got 27th of April, 1922, record-breaking Sheila was born. She later in life went on to become an accomplished female pilot. In 1966, Sheila made her first, first around-the-world flight covering almost 31,000 miles in 189 flying hours. That's a lot of hours. It is. It's a lot of distance covered too. Yeah. It was the first such solo flight by a British subject, the longest distance solo flight, and the 
only third around the world flight by a woman. Then records began to tumble between London and Cape York and Cape Town, sorry, in 1967, across the North Atlantic the same year, across the South Atlantic in 1969, from equator to equator over the North Pole in 1971, becoming the first woman to pilot a flight circling the world by way of the North Pole in a light aircraft. You After, know why she kept going to the north over the North Pole, though, don't you, instead of the South Pole? Is it much? Is it, um, is it the distance thing? Or am I thinking something else? No, it was that she didn't have permission from the penguins. <laughs> oh. Yeah, okay. the polar bears are much more open with their visas. <laughs> All right, we need one more for, for the bingo. Uh, so after the record polar flight, she made a third round world flight, earning her hundredth world class record, including a new time from Darwin, Australia to London of three and a half days, beating the previous record by one and a half days. In 1967, she set 23 world records in just one year. That is amazing. So how come you haven't set any records yet, DJ? Well, give me a plane. <laughs> give me no, a- see, she didn't say that. She got out there and got one herself. I'll think of something to break. Maybe not a record, but something. Uh, anyways, 29th of April 2019, Dragon Ball creator Akira Toriyama has been nominated in the Voters' ca- Choice ca- category for the Eisner Hall of Fame Awards. Pretty pretty impressive. Uh, 30th of April 1888, the Moradabad Hailstorm. Hailstones allegedly as big as oranges killed 246 people and some 1,600 sheep and cattle in Moradabad, Uttar Pradesh. 30th of April 1989, World Wide Web is first launched in the public domain by CERN scientist Tim, Sir Tim Berners-Lee. And look at the internet now after 30 years. Or is it 31? Yep. I wonder what Tim actually thinks of what it's become. Well, there was a recent article about that, actually, where he was saying that he's fearing that the internet's becoming more and more authoritarian. So he's fe- he's fearing that it's going to be bad later on yeah would that happen to disagree with him would that happen to have anything to do with um the chinese hacks i mean gamers with (laughs) superior computing power (laughs) bingo we have bingo (laughs) thank you for listening everybody see you good night oh you're not gonna do the rest of the shout outs (laughs) i was just joking Ah. But yeah, it, it well it does explain a lot of things with with what's happening with China and their and their way of censorship and all. Once again, China. It, um, it's him who says it, not us. <laughs> uh, anyways, for um, remembrances, we've got 29th of April, twenty nineteen. John Singleton, American film director, screenwriter, and producer. He was best known for directing Boys in the Hood, for which he was nominated for the Academy Award for Best Director, becoming at age 24 the first African-American and youngest person to ever been nominated for that award. Singleton was a native of South Los Angeles, and many of his films, such as Poetic Justice, Higher Learning, and Baby Boy, had themes which resonated with the contemporary urban population. He also directed the drama Rosewood and action films such as Shaft, Too Fast, Too Furious, and Four Brothers. He co-created the TV crime 
crime drama Snowfall. He died of a stroke at 51 in Los Angeles, California. Uh, also on the 29th of April 2019, Les Murray, Australian poet, anthologist, and critic. His career spanned over 40 years, and he published nearly 30 volumes of poetry, as well as two verse novels and collections of his prose writing. His poetry won many awards and is regarded as the leading Australian poet of his generation. He was rated by the National Trust of Australia as one of the 100 Australian living treasures. He died at 80 in Taree, New South Wales. Uh, 30th of April 1792, John Montague, 4th Earl of Sandwich, a British statesman who succeeded his grandfather, Edward Montague, 3rd Earl of Sandwich, as the Earl of Sandwich in 1729 at the age of 10. During his life, he had held military and political offices, including Postmaster General, First Lord of Admiralty, and Secretary of State (laughs) for Northern Department. Uh, It's the Admiralty. Not admirability. Admirality. It's, it's, it, he was the first lord of the guys with, with boats, not yep. the first lord of the guys who were all going, you look so special in that outfit today. <laughs> He's also known for the claim that he was the eponymous inventor of the sandwich. He died at 73 in Chiswick, England. Chiswick. Uh, that's, a, that, that's cool, being the f- first inventor of the sandwich. Well... It came from playing cards. He needed something that he could eat only while playing cards. I completely understand that. <sighs> On the 30th of April 1974, Agnes Moorhead, American actress whose 41-year career included work in radio, stage, film, and television. She's best known for her role as Endora on the television series Bewitched, but she also had notable roles in film including Citizen Kane, The Magnificent Ambersons, Dark Passage, All That Heaven Allows, Showboat, and Hush Hush, uh, Sweet Car- uh, Hush Hush Sweet Ca- Charlotte. Sorry, Charlotte. Charlotte. My mistake. Uh, Moorhead rarely played lead roles, but her skill at character development and range earned her one Primetime Emmy Award and two Golden Globe Awards, in addition to nominations for four Academy Awards and six Emmy Awards. She was the first woman to host the Oscars ceremony. Her transition to television won acclaim for drama and comedy. She could play many different types, but often portrayed haughty, arrogant characters. She died of uterine cancer at 73 in Rochester, Minnesota. Uh, famous Come birthday. Come on, Durswood. Hmm? Come on, Durswood. You mean Durwood? She also said Durswood in one episode. Uh, I remember her saying Durwood most of the time, but Durswood, okay. Uh, famous birthdays, 30th of April, 1921, Roger L. Easton, American scientist slash physicist who was the principal inventor and designer of the Global Positioning System, also known as GPS along with Ivan A. Getting and Bradford Parkinson. He was born in Craftsbury, Vermont. Yeah, speaking of uh, GPS, there was that rollover a week or two ago. But uh, as far as I know, no one was affected. So congratulations for averting another Y2K disaster. (laughs) Oh, that would have been painful. Yeah, well, the only issue I heard of um, a... A single flight was delayed while they checked everything. That's uh, all that's come across to me. Oh, man. Uh, So on the 30th of April, 1985, Gal Gadot, Israeli actress and model, 
At age 18, she was crowned Miss Israel 2004. She then served two years in the Israel Defense Force as a combat instructor and then began studying law and international relations at IDC Herzliya College while building up her modeling and acting careers. Godot's first international film role came as Giselle Yashar in Fast and Furious 2009, a role she reprised in subsequent installments of the film franchise. She went on to earn worldwide fame for portraying Wonder Woman in the DC Extended Universe, beginning with Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice, followed by the solo film Wonder Woman and the ensemble Justice League. In 2018, Godot was included on Time's annual list of 100 most influential people in the world and was listed among the highest paid actresses in the world. She was born in Petar Tikva, Israel. So, do you think she does her own stunts? Hmm. Well, if she does her if if she does her, her stunts, she's better than Brie Larson. I also wouldn't mess with Gal Gadot because she's got military training. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. actually, even more, she was actually a combat instructor, so she doesn't just have military training. She was one of the trainers. Yeah. So. Um, let's try not to add her to the list of people who want to beat the DJ up. Actually, actually, that could be fun. Actually, um, yeah, I just saw an article, and um, no, she doesn't do her stunts. She uh, she does it with a with a bot. She does it with someone else. She has a stunt double, basically. I knew you'd get the right word eventually, <laughs> even though it's literally the first two lines in the headline. That- <laughs> But yeah, I would like to see more. I'll see more of her on um, Wonder Woman. Be- ah, I, I just like to see more of her. Full stop. <laughs> uh, on the first of May, seventeen thirty-eight, uh, Kamehameha, the first um, Hawaiian conqueror who united the Hawaiian Islands and formally established the Kingdom of Hawaii in eighteen ten. He was born in Ko- Kohala, Hawaii, and yeah, his his Kamehameha the first is not the full name. It's a very, very long name, and I don't want to even think about saying the long name. Come on, say no, it. I'm not gonna do it. I don't want to risk it. Would it would it turn into an episode of Dragon Ball Z? <laughs> so it, it'll be like next time on Dragon Ball Z. No. Oh, okay. Uh, on the first of May, 1923, Joseph Heller, American author of novels, short stories, plays, and screenplays. His best-known work is the novel Catch-22, a satire on war and bureaucracy, whose title has become a synonym for an absurd or contradictory choice. He was born in Brooklyn, New York. Now, testing your classic literature knowledge here, DJ, do you know what the Catch-22 was? It's basically a situation where... No, what is the particular Catch-22 in the book? Oh, that I do not know. Well, they use the term to describe about half a dozen different situations. But the idea is that to get out of the Air Force, you have to ask. The only way to get out is to be diagnosed as insane. But asking to get out proves that you're sane because you'd have to be crazy to stay in the Air Force. (laughs) (sighs) Kind of like um, MASH with Klinger. Yeah. But he wants to get out on a Section 8, but the only people that want to stay are the crazy people. Uh, it's a really good book. The movie's not not as great, but the book is uh, one of the best things I've ever read. It's sort of hard to get into because of the uh, it's a bit non-linear. 
But um, once you get into it and it all sort of clicks and you have a, um, you can work out what's going on and who they're referring to. Hmm. Anyways, for events of interest, on the 1st of May, 1786, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart's opera, Marriage of Figaro, premieres in Vienna with Mozart himself directing. Pretty cool. Mm -hmm. On the 1st of May, 1840, the Penny Black was the world's first adhesive postage stamp used in public postal system um, was first issued. It was not valid until you, un, for use until 6th of May. The Penny Black features a profile of Queen Victoria. In uh, the 1st of May 1994, three-time Formula One di- world champion Ariton Senna is no, killed. No, no, it's not Ariton. Okay, I told, told you this the other night. Please exit the building. It's Ayrton Center. You mean Ayrton Center? Okay. I, th- I, I looked it up and they were all saying Ayrton. <laughs> um, well, it's spelled A-Y-R, so it can't be Ayrton. It's Ayrton Center. Okay, Ayrton Center it is. Uh, it's killed in an accident whilst leading the San Marino Grand Prix in Imola. That was a pretty horrific crash, if I recall. Mm-hmm. And on the 1st of May, 1999, SpongeBob SquarePants premiere on Nickelodeon after the 1999 Kids' Choice Awards. It has received worldwide critical acclaim since its premiere and has gained enormous popularity by its second season. I think this year is its 20th year, so that's a pretty big achievement. Uh, pity the creator could uh, die the, the year before, though. Hmm. Last I recall, he uh, died of ALS, so yeah, that was pretty sad. So you believe it's the 20th anniversary, do you? Yeah, this is... Yeah, so, this is... Yeah, see, it started in 1999, so 2000, 2001, <laughs> 2002. <laughs> you know it started in 2000, 1999. You know it's 20 years old. You don't have to say, I believe it's 20 years old. But yeah... Um, but well, is it 20? A, yeah, 20. That's one heck of an achievement, though. Maybe they can make a gif about it. <laughs> Please don't encourage them. There's enough of those. Yeah, or, could anyways, they make, or could they make a, a, a gif? Or <laughs> he can come back when he learns how to behave. <laughs> oh, dear God. <laughs> anyways, that's the show for today. Uh you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at an amalgamated. Um, email us your feed, email us your comments on email at nerds.amalgamated at gmail.com. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. You can also find us on the That's Not Canon website where we have an archive of previous episodes and we also have merchandise there. You can also find us on the NSA, the Chinese, and numerous other hit lists for offending people. <laughs> <laughs> um so you guys got anything else to say hey, i'll see you next week <laughs> anyways that's all for t- that's all for t- this week see you guys take care of each other and stay hydrated
planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. 